The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Learn to quiet the noise of the ego and connect to the truth of your soul. Join former monk and host of the Practicing Human podcast, Corey Mascara, for Living in Alignment, a weekend workshop live stream, live from Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, June 28th through 30th. Rebuild your life from a place of embodied listening and quiet knowing. To learn more and register for this live stream, go to eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, heal your deepest hurts, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection with me, Victoria Shaw. Today, I want to talk a little bit about soulmates. And I think many people have ideas, especially in the spiritual community, about what it means to be a soulmate. But I also think that there's a lot of misunderstanding and misconceptions. So today I'm going to share a little bit about how I experience and understand the notion of soulmates and how... As the veil in my life has thinned at times, I can start to really appreciate the beautiful uh, web of interconnectedness between beings and souls, and especially the ones that I know were meant to be on my path and that I have a deeper soul connection with. So I'm really excited to get started and share that information with you. So I think oftentimes when we hear the term soulmate, we often think about romantic relationships. Right, And we think about that idea that we all have a one person that we're meant to meet in our lifetime, and when we meet them, we will be complete and whole and at peace. And that's a really beautiful and romantic concept, but I think not only is it oversimplified, but it can sometimes be destructive. First of all, it gives us the idea that we need another human being to complete ourselves rather than recognizing the true spiritual truth is that you are a microcosm of divine oneness, which means that you have everything already inside of you that you need for your life and beyond. And so while another person can, in the right circumstances, help you rediscover the beautiful joy and beauty and love that already exists within you, and they can compliment you and and help you to really let your inner gifts blossom and shine, another human being cannot complete you because at the end of the day, my friend, you are already complete. I think another problem with this idea of soulmates is we have this idea that there's just one, right? When in fact, our soulmates and the people are people that we have chosen before birth to take part in our lives. So let me backtrack. I've talked about this before, but I will talk about it again. It is my understanding that we are all spiritual beings in physical form and that we plan. Yes, that's true. We plan. Our higher selves and our highest guidance plans our lifetimes for our own learning and growth, as well as the growth and development of of all that we are a part of. And so earth in general as well. And so what this means that there'll be a lot of people in your life that are meant to be there, that you plan to have there before you were even born, and that don't just stumble into your world by accident. 
And sometimes these are romantic partners, and sometimes they are not. Another misconception, I think, around soulmates is this idea that if someone is divinely guided to be in your lifetime, right? If they are your soulmate, if you are meant to have them cross your human path in human form, then it must be a beautiful, blissful, heavenly relationship. And so sometimes that's the case. Sometimes we have souls in our lifetimes that we have worked with over many lifetimes that we have a great soul connection with across many lifetimes and and maybe even in between lifetimes. And so there's just a great love between these souls and that when they come into our lives in human form, that love is again reflected in our human relationships. But sometimes we will have relationships with soulmates that are not so pleasant. And sometimes it will be the case that someone that you have not danced nicely with in other lifetimes comes into your life because you are working on the karma that the two of you have created together. So that person, again, may be in your life. They may be a soulmate. They might be someone that you were meant to marry or meant to um, meet or given birth to, right? Or someone who gave birth to you. But that does not necessarily mean that all will be peachy keen on the human realm because sometimes some relationships are meant to challenge us and meant to be a little bit difficult in order for our learning and growth. So sometimes I've had experiences with working with clients where where they've been in a very abusive relationship and they'll tell me, oh my gosh, I felt so drawn to this person and I was so sure that I was meant to be with this person and it felt like such a soulmate relationship and then it went totally bad. And and sometimes that's because often people that are abusive or narcissistic know how to reel you in, but also sometimes it's because those relationships actually were destined to be, and the confusion is that they were destined to be so that person could learn how to walk out of them, how to not be a subject to the abuse in this relationship, how to dance differently with that soul, how to walk away. So sometimes people walk in our lives to teach us how to say goodbye, Okay, and many other things. So again, just because someone is a soulmate does not mean that all will be well in human form. And even the relationships that we choose as our sort of touchstone relationships that are here to make life easier while we deal with other things that are not so easy. So sometimes you may find like someone who has agreed to come to earth so long as they can have, you know, someone they feel, another spirit they feel very close and comfortable with as their parent or as their spouse or as their sibling so that they know they have that sort of touchstone, that sort of loving relationship that will help ground them and support them in dealing with maybe some other relationships and situations that are not so comfortable, okay? But even in those touchstone, quote-unquote, relationships, because we are in human form, you can't expect everything to be 100% perfect and peachy keen just because that's just not how the life realm works. So there's oftentimes little, even micro struggles, even in the bestest of relationships. But it's also important to know that your soul planned your life exactly as it's supposed to be. And that means if you didn't get the parents you liked, or you find yourself in a series of crappy relationships, or you know you have other kinds of social struggles, it doesn't, and, and you look over your shoulder and you see other people are having different experiences, it doesn't mean that your experiences are wrong. 
it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong because you found yourself in a relationship that wasn't working for you or you didn't get the parents that you wished and other people seem to have these lovely families. But also, it's because we all choose our challenges in in our lifetimes and we all choose our supports. And so if your grandparents had a loving, kind, you know, 50-year marriage where they were just seemed like, quote unquote, the stereotypical soulmates, and yet you're having trouble finding that, it doesn't mean that they were right and you were wrong. It means that your soul may have chosen to have a different experience. Now, if you're hearing this and thinking, oh great, I'm doomed to be miserable in my relationships. No, probably not that either, (laughs) right? Um, It just means that you might have chosen a little bit more challenge in the romantic relationship arena, or you might, your spirit might want to experience something different, like multiple partners. Sometimes, you know, we learn best through a series of relationships. And so you may have more than one quote unquote romantic relationship in store for you and more than one person who's there to be your romantic touchstone or person throughout different phases of your life. And again, from a human perspective, this might seem like a a really bad thing because, you know, we have this belief that you need to meet one person and mate for life. But from a spiritual perspective, things might be going exactly as planned. Now, what's really important is in each relationship, whether it's, you know, comfortable or not, but particularly when they're uncomfortable, is to really, you know, tune into your inner wisdom and your inner guidance and ask yourself what you're meant to learn and experience and do from this relationship. Also keep in mind that we have free will, so you can change the plans at any time, but oftentimes we just don't, either because we don't have the awareness or because it doesn't serve the higher mission that our soul is here to do, and so therefore, you know, we we don't change it. But oftentimes, too, we simply don't have the awareness to change the plan when we're in our physical bodies, and so sometimes, too, you know, the more we tune in and the more we hear our intuition and our inner guidance the more we can get what we need to get out of those uncomfortable experiences in life and then move on. And then, you know, we may save ourselves pain and suffering that is now deemed unnecessary down the road. So that's important too. So if you find yourself in a relationship that's not feeling comfortable for you right now, rather than beat yourself up and blame yourself, tune into your inner wisdom and ask, how is this meant to serve and and what are my next steps? What do I need to do and what am I meant to learn from this relationship? Because that can really turn things around. Now, another thing that can be a little bit confusing is remember that the earth realm and the spirit realm is a little bit different. And therefore, it's not always the case that the souls that you feel the closest with in the spirit realm are going to be your husband or your wife or your child or your parent or even your best friend in human form. It's sometimes possible And that sometimes does happen. But again, the way that we plan our lives is just so very complex. And so it's not always like a one-to-one correspondence between um, how things are outside of our bodies and how things are in our bodies, because we have a lot of things that we're trying to work out here that are, you know, very different. So it can be the case, for instance, that a soul that you have a great connection with on the spirit realm, and maybe even in past lifetimes, in this lifetime is here to trigger you or push you a little. I've had that experience. It's also sometimes possible that a soul that you are super close with on the spirit realm just comes into your life for just a moment to sort of awaken something in you or say hello or connect you to maybe some experience you had in a past life when you really, really like blossomed and bloomed. And when they come into your life again in in physical form, that reignites whatever you gained in that other lifetime and brings it into the present for you. And then you may never see that person again. And that's okay too, because again, they may be doing other things here and that might be just a a soulmate can be someone who walks into your life for a period of time or even just once 
changes everything and walks away. And I've had those experiences as well. I have a dear friend who, not really a dear friend, someone I've known my entire life and we've always been friends, but I wouldn't say it's a deeply intimate relationship and it's been an interesting, interesting one, but someone I've known my entire existence. And one day in meditation, I had the understanding that she is my deepest, one of my deepest soul connections and I felt so much love for her. And I realized that the reason we've always been in each other's lives for as long as we've both been conscious is not necessarily because we were meant to have that same relationship here on earth because we are here doing very different things, but because it brings us both comfort on the spirit level to know that we're, we're nearby and the other one is there. We do not have that kind of relationship in human form, not at all. She's not someone I would trust with everything, but she is someone that once I had this revelation, I was really able to tap into the deep love that I feel for her and on that spiritual level. It's also important to recognize that you can have a deep and beautiful soul connection with somebody that, again, can be different in human form. So in this case, I recognize that though I have this beautiful soul connection with this person who I think is my soul sister in many ways, I understand the limitations of our earth life and I, and I try really hard not to get confused. I see this sometimes with children where they are very old souls and they are coming to be of service to their parents and, and vice versa. It's always, it's always reciprocal, but you know, maybe, maybe they've been their, their parents parent in another lifetime, or maybe even they're just more of a wise soul and they understand that part of their soul mission is to teach and guide their parents. And so when they get into physical form and I read them, I see that they're very confused about what role they're serving in this lifetime, right? And they think that they're the parent and they think that their child, that their parent should be listening to them. And so in those cases, you know, I gently remind telepathically that child to remember what role they're in here. And sometimes I'll let the parent know too, you know, and oftentimes when I do let the parent know the parent's like yeah I do feel like this child is my teacher and you know I should really be the child but I remind everyone involved that your earth roles are different so it's important that we also um, take that time to fulfill our earth roles and remember what's happening here and now in the earthly realm and though I think for me it brings me great pleasure and comfort and joy to sort of sometimes apprehend those deeper soul connections I just recently started taking tennis lessons and you know my tennis teacher just such a beautiful soul anyway but I realized that's what actually sparked this I came back from a tennis lesson I realized wow I knew him <laughs> like I knew him that's why we feel so comfortable together because we've been together before but in this lifetime he's just the guy teaching me tennis and it's great and it's awakening so much in me and I feel so much love and I'm enjoying it so much but I'm also recognizing you know, we're probably not destined to be bestest friends in this lifetime or brothers or, but we might've been in another lifetime. Another cool example is I was traveling not so long ago to Greece and Greece was a place that I felt very guided to go back to because I, I and I hope to go back there again because I feel that I have a strong past life history, karmic connection with that place. And yeah, I just really felt guided to go back there and reawaken that. And one of the cool things that my family did was a kayaking trip. And um, so we went kayaking with the guide. And let me tell you, I instantly felt such a connection to him. Just knew that he was, he was a soulmate. And I know that he felt it too. <laughs> and again, nothing weird, nothing. I was there with my family. It was nothing romantic. He was like a young guy. Not about that. It was a deep soul connection. We didn't talk about it. But I knew that when he hugged me goodbye and he hugged everyone to goodbye that he had felt it as well and that he was a soulmate. 
I probably will never see that that human again in, in this form, but that's okay. Sometimes just knowing that those connections are there and honoring them is just so very beautiful. So as I think you're starting to recognize that Hollywood idea of what it means to have a soulmate is not always how we experience our our soul connections and soul friends in human form. And also really at the end of the day, on some level, every human you come to contact with while in physical form is a soulmate, right? Because we are all ultimately connected and anyone whose path you cross on some level has become one of you, (laughs) one of your peeps. It's true that we sometimes have what's called soul groups on the other side. So that's groups of souls or spirits that have chosen over many, many lifetimes to reincarnate with one another. And so oftentimes, but not always, but oftentimes some of the primary and close relationships that we have in our lifetimes are often people from our same soul group. That's not always the case. Within a soul group too, you'll have souls that are often roughly at the same level of development. And that means that souls reincarnate again and again through multiple lifetimes and learn at their very own rates and paces. But oftentimes the souls in your immediate soul group will be at a similar level of learning to you. But even within a soul group, there will be variations. And It is my understanding that even within a broader soul group, which could be many, many, many souls, you may also have a smaller soul group or a group of souls that you really like to study with on the other side more intensely and may also sometimes come into physical bodies with you. But I think the really cool thing when we start to talk about soulmates is you start to understand that there's just so much more to our interpersonal connections than what happens here on the surface of human life and that... There's a richness to the different kinds of learning and the different kinds of experiences that we have by interacting with other souls. And that now I hope that when you look at an individual relationship that you have, you won't see it so black and white as good or bad or my peep or not peep and my peep or not my peeps rather, but you'll recognize that, you know, every relationship in life is here to serve us and some can be a little challenging and some can be really, really, really supportive and everything in between. And that's what your spirit chose for you. And that is what your soul needs right now for its own learning and growth. And one last thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up, and that is the idea that remember, while in human form, we think very locally, meaning we think on that physical realm and my body can only be in one place at once and all that good stuff. On the energetic level and on the spiritual level, we can be everywhere at once and we are all connected. So what that means is that while you are in physical form, you are still always maintaining that spiritual connection with your peeps and your loved ones that are not in bodies. And sometimes this can be loved ones that you have known in this physical incarnation that have passed and they may or may not be looking out for you and supporting you and continuing to have that soul connection even if your human connection is no more. But also you may have souls from other lifetimes or other experiences or ones that you choose to hang out with a lot when you're on the other side of the veil, so not in physical form, and they'll be here connecting with you too. Some of these might serve almost as spirit guides or just spirit friends, but just know that the web of connectedness between souls is really, really great. 
And it's not just limited to our human, physical, local reality. This also means that you may have connections with soulmates that are on the planet right now that you may never experience or connect with in your human life. But just the very fact that you are all here together walking in the same time and space on earth, even if you are not physically together, is really empowering for you and your soul group and earth in general. So you can take a moment now if you like to just feel and tap in and feel the interconnectedness between you and the web of life. Take a moment to really connect with this idea that you have so many souls that are connected to you in a loving, kind way and feel their support. Feel all the energy of that interconnectedness and know that you are loved. In fact, you are love. So I think the real takeaway from today's episode is this. We absolutely, while in human form, have many, many soulmates and spirits that are here to play all sorts of different roles, big and small, in our human experience. Sometimes these are romantic relationships, and sometimes they're not. Sometimes these are pleasant, beautiful relationships, and sometimes they are more challenging. But every spirit that you encounter in your lifetime is here for a reason. So at the end of the day, we are all soulmates because we are all beautiful spiritual beings here in human form to love and support each other on our collective mission. So I hope you enjoyed today's topic of soulmates. I can't wait to hear your comments and reactions. Thank you so much for listening and namaste. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.